it's Samantha and Maria and we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Clarity Co. podcast. I am here with Maria, and today we are going to be talking a little bit about visibility trends. That is kind of the theme for this month. We really are working on what our visibility looks like. And if you're not sure, okay, what is that fancy word? What does visibility mean? Um, Is it the weather? No, it's not. (laughs) It is your visibility online in front of your audience in your business. So, What does that kind of look like? How are you marketing yourself? How are you showing up online? In what spaces and places can you be found? So, um, Maria, let's talk about what visibility looks like to you. What does it mean for you to be visible online? Well, I think it means several things. So, first of all, you know, having a social media presence, right? Like, whether you are choosing Facebook, you're choosing Instagram, you're choosing Twitter, um, Snapchat, or I guess kind of Snapchat, not really, but um, you know, TikTok, whatever your platform of choice that you're on it, you are consistent in your posting. It's yes. not, you know, like you didn't tweet three years ago and say, like, well, I'm visible. <laughs> it's like, okay, are you there? Um I would also say especially now, um, are you like, you know, has, are you collaborating? So that can mean all sorts of things. Are you on someone's podcast? Um, have you been mentioned in a blog post? Are you, um, you know, collaborating on Instagram, you know, things like that. Um, let's see, are you, you know, we're going to talk today about Pinterest, which is a whole nother thing, but, are you on Pinterest? Can people find you? I guess really like if somebody Googles your name, will you show up in a way that you have curated the content? Not in like your mugshot, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that you're in control, you're LinkedIn. Like what, um, which you know what? I just read the other day that um, the only social media that is SEO um, friendly, like that Google will crawl through mm-hmm. is LinkedIn is your LinkedIn profiles that's, and what you post on LinkedIn. I wouldn't say that's completely factual, but I would say that LinkedIn is probably the most um, yeah friendly. I would agree with that. Um, and I just want to like major eye roll that because I, you guys probably know I freaking hate LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> With all of my heart. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but mainly just because of the way people act. Like, you know how when you 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 know someone who just doesn't know how to act? I feel like LinkedIn has become, and I honestly I don't know if it was like this before, but just in like the last couple of years that I've actually been, you know, heavily in it. I don't really use it for myself. I do it for people that I work for, but mm-hmm. um, to me, it has become this like holier than thou Instagram. So you know how there's like the people, the people on Instagram who are like 
um, this is my beautiful home. And this is how I keep my kids like doing this and look at how happy we are and da, 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 right. Okay. So there's that. But on LinkedIn, it's like even more fake because it'll be a picture oh, of somebody's cool. family and then they'll go on this diatribe of like, you know, my family's really important to me. And um, the reason why they're so important is because da, da, da. and how the, life insurance. Yeah. And then it's like all these different things. And it's like, hashtag work for it. Hashtag, you know, <laughs> da, 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 like, and it's like, like nobody posts like you, cause on LinkedIn it's like business, right? Like for the most part, it's supposed to be business and networking. And I do think that is a really good platform for business wins and like, like networking and stuff. Like if you use it right. And they have like LinkedIn lives, which you can like, you know, boost your authority. You can become a creator. Like people can follow you all these things. But because it's under the guise of business, everything is related to like, it's just so fake. It's like no one can just post a picture of their mom or their family or like whatever. It has to all be tied to professional development. And I just find that so fake. Like it's just, it's so so fake. It's essentially like peak 2016, 2017 hustle culture embodied on a social media site. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And like everyone's, you know, like, you know, three ways to blah, 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 like hit the gym early, girl, and this and that, and you'll be, you know, these five things subscribe to my newsletter. So you can learn more about, it's like, nothing's new. And that's the other thing. This is like totally off our topic, but like no idea is new, right? Like none, none of our ideas are new. We've all just recycling all the same stuff. And it's just funny how people like try to package it in this like new and exciting way, but it's, it comes across very inauthentic. I'll say that. (laughs) Well, because it is, it's all for show. And that's why I've always hated LinkedIn, but it sounds like it's gotten even worse than when I left LinkedIn. Um, I feel like it's like conflated egos. I mean, I do think it has this purpose, like connections, because like, especially like when my husband lost his job, it was wonderful because people were reaching out like, hey, there's this posting and this. Like, I think that is what it's great for of like connecting and networking with people that you maybe, you know, wouldn't ever meet in real life. So that's what I've always said is that LinkedIn is for two types of people, people looking for a job and people looking to hire people, AKA like recruiters. Uh, My sister used to be a recruiter and she was on LinkedIn all day, every day, right? That was literally her job. That's where she did all her networking. But Mm -hmm. unless you're looking for a job or looking to hire someone, everything else is just kind of fluff. And you guys know me, like I cannot roll with that at all. (laughs) I'm the kind of person who like, I can't pretend I like someone if I don't like, you'll see it all over my face and my body language. I just, I can't be fake like that. This is why Sam and I get along so well because (laughs) neither of us can keep it. uh, Our faces tell it all. So, I mean, I can be nice, but I'm not going, you're going to know, you're going to know for sure. So that's why I just can't with LinkedIn. Like it's just never been appealing to me. The reason that I actually ended up leaving was because, um, and you guys have probably been victims of this as well, but on LinkedIn, you can actually pull all of your audience's emails and add them to your list. And I was being added to so many bullshit lists Mm. that I did not ask to be on that I just got so fed up and I left LinkedIn because I was like, I don't want my email address on here anymore. 
this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. I don't so, blame you. And it's not like, uh, to my knowledge, it's not like only if your email's on your profile, it's like LinkedIn allows people who pay for this feature to scrub the emails of the people that they follow or people in certain niches or whatever it is. Right. And I'm just like, this is gross. I don't want any part of this. Um, and so they're, they're definitely LinkedIn has its perks. Like it has its place, um, when it's needed, just like Maria said, but like, even if you are marketing to people, it's just, it's a different playground, I guess I should say. It is. It's It's a different not. Like if you're going to participate there, like you have to know that these are what, these are the things you're up against and there can definitely be business there. I'm just not willing to play in that playground. Like it's just not my jam, even though that technically should be a gold mine for me, but it doesn't fit my personality style. I cannot show up in that way and I cannot interact in that way. And I know if I don't interact there, then I'm not going to glean anything from it anyway. So That was kind of my decision on leaving. I left it over a year ago and I have not ever missed it even one day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But essentially all that being said, visibility is how people are able and where people are able to find you online. Are you searchable? Are you findable? And this month we actually have already heard from Nina and Nina is our resident SEO expert. Um, and she's going to talk about, you know, or she has talked about all of the things that you need to do to show, to show up and be visible online. But essentially we want to start leaning into diversity with your visibility. We want to make sure that you are not just posting in one place. Now, you should definitely have your go-to places, the places that are really aligned for you. Like I was just saying, I don't participate in LinkedIn because it's not aligned with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, would it be a goldmine if I participated there? Maybe, but it's just not aligned with what I'm doing. TikTok, I'm kind of on the fence about. I've kind of tried it. Definitely have not gone all in on TikTok, but like, you know, I keep hearing that it's going to disappear. And so I'm like, eh, do I want to put stock in this? I don't know. Um. But I want you guys to start thinking about not just social being ways of gaining visibility, but things that are more behind the scenes, like SEO, like podcasts, like Maria mentioned, collaborations in every way. And those can be social, but they could also be print. They could be video. They can be voice. They can be so many things. Um, But getting in front of that audience that doesn't belong to you yet and borrowing someone's trust, we've talked about this a thousand times at this point, but that is honestly these days, having someone else co-sign you is the best way mm-hmm. to build a quick trust. Um, you know, you can always build trust on your Instagram over time and people, when people find you, I will say about at least 50% of the people who hire me have done a search and they have found me because there's not a lot of competition in my, um, in my niche. There's a couple people. This is one of my clients told me yesterday. She's like, yep, I searched on Instagram. I knew <laughs> there were a couple other people doing it, but like they weren't consistent. And that's what Maria said. It's not just being searchable there, but it's being consistent and it's being relevant. If they haven't posted for three months, six months, whatever it is, they're not going to hire them. They're not going to look at their stuff because they correlate that with the way that they're going to communicate with them. And I've always said this about social, but it, it really is true for everything. I'm someone who is uh, guilty of blogging and like putting like four or five blogs out twice a year. And mm. 
that isn't consistent. (laughs) So you really should have a structure within your marketing where even if you're just repurposing content from social onto a blog or from your podcast onto a blog, that you're doing so consistently at least every month, because I will tell you that client that looked me up, checked me out on Instagram and hired me within 24 hours had never even met me prior to that. She saw that I was consistent and that was the most important thing to her. That what I was saying made sense, it landed for her and that I was talking about it consistently. So I will say that is really, really going to be gaining you points with your audience. If they see that you haven't posted even on your blog in three to six months, they're going to write you off as, oh, maybe she doesn't even do this anymore. You know, exactly, exactly. That girl. (laughs) Well, I tell this to clients that I'm helping. Um, I, I'm always like, if you have a profile, but you have nothing on it, why have the profile? Like it's pointless. I mean, you know, people are going to either think that you're not in business or you, like you said, you don't do what you're doing. You're not around anymore. And I know that people are like, Oh, do I have to do this? And I'm like, it sucks. Sometimes if you hate social media, like, you know, it will, it can be difficult. There are people that can help you do it. You know, like there are plenty of people you can hire and stuff like that. But, um, you, you have to, whatever you're choosing, whether you're choosing LinkedIn or whatever, you gotta just be consistent. You gotta keep talking about it. Cause like you said, someone's going to look you up and if you're Mm -hmm. not there, they're going to assume you're done. So Yeah. So there's kind of like these levels of visibility, right? There's no visibility. Then there's, oh, I have a profile, but I'm not consistent. Mm -hmm. And then there's the consistently visible person. And that's really your goal. That's where you want to get. And like I mentioned, it's not just social. It's all space on the internet. And a lot of the spaces that we can take up real estate on, on the internet are actually free. And I tell my clients, you want to think of the internet as a monopoly board, right? And what's the goal in Monopoly? Maria? Win. To get to as win, many, yes, but how do we to win? Get, <laughs> to get as many properties as possible. To own as many properties and charge rent, right? Mm. And so we want to do the same thing on our, um, on our internet presence, right? We want to make sure that we are seen, heard, and known between all of those spaces. And so it's not just going to be social. Now, I really do want you to pick your best social space and the one that's most aligned with you, the one where your clients are really hanging out and the one that you like to spend time on um, and and really go hard there, but don't neglect everything else. Um, I want to tell you guys that I've heard this through the grapevine a couple of times this week and Maria, you might put your pants, but (laughs) Instagram... (laughs) I have not heard this, by the way. <laughs> I, I would like to hear more about this, but um, Instagram is actually trending away from being 90 plus percent video. I think they're starting to listen to their people. And I know that, um, do you guys remember, you may not even remember it because it was like a flash in the pan, but for like 12 hours, Instagram changed their the look of the app to be to be and function just like TikTok, where it was like, each yeah. swipe was one video instead of each swipe being like a scroll. Yep. Um, and like they made the background black and, you know, you can choose black or white for your background, but like, I still choose the bright background. Um, I can't stand the, the dark background. It feels very masculine to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, I'm an old school girl. So I love <laughs> the bright background. So um, 
I was like devastated when this happened. And thank God Kylie Jenner, the queen, apparently spoke up. Yep, <laughs> and she's like, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, Chris Jenner works harder than the devil, they say. And she must have had something to do with it because uh, if Kylie was upset by it, nothing is right in the world, I guess. So um, Kylie didn't like it. So they changed it back. They heard us loud and clear or they heard Chris loud and clear. And um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they changed it back within you know less than 24 hours. And so all was right in the world. And, you know, we've all kind of griped and grumbled about them switching things to be predominantly video. Um, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this in your feed, but they are a little bit more diversified. They're not just the videos anymore for a good while there. All you were seeing in the, in the freaking feed was reels. And I was like, if I wanted to just watch reels, I would go to the reels section and just watch reels. Yeah. Like, that is fine. That's why that exists. But I still need Instagram to be Instagram. And a couple of my clients um, have reported back to me and I've done the research myself as well, or the not research, the trial myself as well. And we can report that images that have words on them and pictures of you are still doing incredibly well and your audience misses them. They don't want to just see reels from you. And Marie and I teach that in the Let's Get Real, you know, subscription. We teach that your feed should not just be reels. Yeah. There used to be a lot of perks because Instagram was trying to like really bump up the reels. And, you know, they were giving people 30,000 views. And then those 30,000 people uh, happened to be fake profiles in India and China. Um, <laughs> so we realized, okay, 30,000 views looks really good, but did it make us any money? And that's where we always need to come back to. But did it make us any money? Did it actually work? Or was it just like a lot of vanity metrics, right? And have you guys noticed that ever since the new year or really since December, it has been like pulling teeth to get a thousand views on some of your reels? Mm -hmm. Because reels views are dramatically decreased. And I think that's because they've gotten rid of the bots. They have stopped trying to put all this pressure on reels. And they're allowing people again to create content in the way that makes sense for them and their audience. And so that's what I really want you guys to lean into. Don't feel like all your content has to be video because it doesn't. We have diversified ways of creating content on this app, on Instagram. And that's what the beauty of this app always was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one thing. Like Snapchat was just one thing. And TikTok really is just one thing. And Be Real is just one thing, right? And Facebook is lame as hell, but some people like it, right? But <laughs> yep. Facebook actually does have a bit of diversity in their options too. Um, but you know, it's your grandma and your aunt that are gonna see it. So be where people want you to be and don't feel the pressure from the quote unquote algorithm to feel like you have to do just one type of content. Um, diversify, diversify, diversify. And that's not just with your content on Instagram. That's with where you need to be all over the internet. Um, and we know we've talked about this a thousand times, right? Where if you are creating one piece of content for one space, it can be recreated, not recreated, repurposed all over the internet on at least five other platforms. You can make it into a podcast. You can make it into a, a Pinterest pin or 10 or 20 pins. Um, You can make it into a blog post. You can make it into a Facebook post. You can make it into a LinkedIn post. I could go on and on and on, but every single piece of content has at least five other life forms 
inside of it. We just have to do it. We just have to put it out there. Um, really leaning back into that collaboration, relationships are the heart of your business. You may think that all these likes and all these even comments, <laughs> things like that are incredible on social, but if they're not growing into real relationships that turn into business or turn into um, referral partners, it's really not worth it, right? And so relationships are truly what you need to focus on when it comes to visibility. I guess that's kind of step two to it. It's like get visible and then create the relationship out of that visibility. Um, so something I do, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you guys, but something I do is I roll out the red carpet when people follow me on social. And what that means is I welcome them in and you want to give them that experience. And I always compare it to the first time I ever went to the Fairmont and Scottsdale. We literally had, it wasn't carpet, but it was like faux grass rolled out for us. Um, when we pulled up to the valet, they took our car and we were like, oh my gosh, what do we even do? We've never valeted a car at a hotel before. Do we need to get our things? Like, what do we do? Um, they handed us a cold towel because it was Scottsdale and a glass of lemonade. And I was like, this is the freaking life. Are we, are we serious? Like, do we have to pay for this? Like what is happening? Right. <laughs> um, so you want, <laughs> you want to give that experience to the people who follow you on social. And it also will be the, the, best metric you'll ever be able to measure is, is this my ICA or is this just someone looking for a return follow or looking to like, you know, grow their account or spam me. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I like to send them a voice message. If I can, uh, if I can't send them a voice message, I just send them a regular message, but I make sure that they know that it's personalized and it's not copy and pasted. Um, so I send them a little message and I say, Hey, and I, I always include their name. Hey, name. So good to be connected with you. And I always mention something we have in common. So I'll take a look at their profile. If I can find out that they're like a fellow van lifer or, you know, they're also in the same industry as me, or if we have anybody in common, as far as our mutual friends, I always mention that. And then I go from there. I never, ever mention business. They can see what I do. They, if, if that's what they're there for, they'll bring it up. I never bring that up. And that's an important, a really important thing to make sure that you uh, take note of because otherwise they're going to think you're trying to sell them and they're out of there, right? You would be. Yep. If, if, if someone- I hate, I hate when that happens. Up. Yeah, if you get a hey girl, you know what oh. that is. You know what that is. So um, really, really treating your people like people, I think is is that second step of visibility. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Pinterest. We have talked about this before and it's been a topic where we've brought a guest in and it's something I think that people continually struggle with. And it's really just the getting started and getting the routine part, I think is the hardest thing for them. And because people think of it as social media, they think of it as another space they're going to have to spend time like Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's not that at all. It can actually all be automated, honestly. Um, I haven't set up automations for mine yet, but it can absolutely just all be automated. So let's talk a little bit about how Pinterest was when it started versus what it is now. Like Maria, what's your experience with Pinterest? <laughs> You're going to die. Okay. So my experience is I remember where I honestly remember where I was sitting when I first 
found Pinterest, or was Pinterest was told so to me. So do I. Because That's it so was I. my mother who told me about Pinterest. Okay. So like back in the day when Pinterest first started, um, you didn't have to have a, like a login and a password. It was just kind of like this place that you could look, right. You didn't like you, in order to pin something, you had to create a profile, but, um, if you just wanted to look, so my mom who doesn't understand any of that just would go on and look. And then she'd be like, Oh, and she'd copy the link for the pin and then send it to me. And she was like, Oh, I don't know how to like, you know, pin it. Cause I don't want to have to have a, a profile. Cause she thought it was like an, like a Facebook. Cause she doesn't have any social media except for Instagram. And so Wait, she doesn't have Facebook. No, she refuses to have Facebook. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Go on. I, yeah. They have no <laughs> interest in that. She just likes Instagram and Pinterest so that she can, um, see My what I post and then she loves Pinterest because you know, <laughs> totally down up her alley um so anyway I remember being like okay like cool mom thanks like a recipe this is great and then I realized that like oh my gosh like you can you can like really find all sorts of cool stuff on here and then now I don't know if you remember this do you remember when Pinterest almost died because the guy who started it didn't have enough money to um house all the like data do you remember that oh my god no yes where would okay. we be huh where would we be if we I know didn't... right oh my gosh so he did not he created Pinterest honestly I don't remember the story okay I really should have looked it up before we did this but um, he like couldn't keep it alive because of, you know, all the people were pinning and like it, it, if people don't realize this, but if you have a website, it costs money to like house all of your data. And for most people, it's the simple, like $9 a year, right. To like pay for your domain. And you don't really have a lot of content, but when you have like hundreds of thousands and millions of users, <laughs> like there's so much stuff. Anyway, I don't really know how he got the funding, but he figured out, I don't know if he like got VCs or what, but he figured out how to monetize. Cause at first Pinterest was not monet. He didn't make any money off of it. And then he figured it out or he sold it or something anyway. So, um, I remember that very beginning of, of what it was. And I have to say, like, I feel like even though Pinterest has changed, it is still true to its core of what it is. Like, I don't feel yeah. like, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it is the same as it was when I first started. Like you look up a pin, like you look stuff up, you find what you're looking for, you pin it, you're good to go. Like, I don't feel like it has made this like where, oh, now I don't know how to use it. And oh, now it's only showing me this. Or do you know what I mean? Like, well, I think that the reason is it's not trying to be anyone else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, I just love, I really love Pinterest. And this is a side note. We need to like really explore it ourselves right. for ourselves. We do need to be using this. And we vowed to, to do that last year when Kathy came on and uh, taught about Pinterest. And if you guys haven't listened to that episode yet, um, we'll try to link it in the show notes for you, but you can also just search um, Kathy Pinterest in our, um, what's it called? in our, in the search bar, in our, in our podcast section, and it should come up. And she did an incredible job walking us through like what it really should look like, uh, to set up and use Pinterest for business. But 
I feel the same way, Maria. Pinterest has always been my very favorite. I remember exactly where I was when I was told about it, um, but I didn't have access to it on my phone because I didn't have an iPhone yet. Mm. I didn't get an iPhone for another year or two. I had an Android. And so one of my girlfriends from high school, we were at a, at a 21st birthday party. Um, and one of my girlfriends was sitting across from me and she hadn't seen me in a couple years, probably since high school. And she says to me, oh my gosh, Sam, have you downloaded Pinterest yet? And I was like, no, what is that? And she goes, you <laughs> would love this. And I was like, hmm. and so I, I looked at it on her phone. She's like, oh, but you have to have an iPhone or you can use it on the computer. And I was like, okay. And it was her mom who told her about it um, because they were planning her brother's wedding at the time. And so that's, I think how they had yeah. figured out about it. And I, I had already been married. And so I was like, oh man, wish I would have had this when I got married. I did, however, use it quite a bit for our 10 year anniversary. So I will say that it did, I did get to use it, but, um, I just thought it was the coolest freaking thing ever. And I was never one of those girls who was into like Tumblr or, um, there was another one that was like super, uh, angsty kind of, you know, social media blog, oh, blog spot, maybe, I don't know what it was. But um, it was very much of my generation, but I was like never into it. Pinterest, I dove all in and I was like completely addicted. I will say I probably used to spend as much time on Pinterest as I do on TikTok now. And I kind of, when I was describing TikTok to my mom, I said, TikTok is just like Pinterest, but it's video instead of pictures. And she was like, oh my God, you're right. And I was like, I know you like, you go there and you learn stuff and you save things. And like, that's what my experience is on TikTok. I think, I mean, I get some entertainment there as well too, obviously, but I like to be there to like learn stuff and find new recipes. And, you know, just yesterday we were grocery shopping and I, before we made our list for the week, I went to Pinterest and I was like, oh, I know, or I went to um, TikTok because I had just saved recipes, but every single week. I go to Pinterest and Courtney and I, you guys know Courtney, she and I are best friends and um, we share recipes all the time and they're always from Pinterest always. And people ask me too, like, Oh, Sam, how do you guys, how, how are you so organized with your, your meal planning and all that? And I'm like, because of Pinterest, like yeah. it's, it's so easy to cook. Like people ask me and Chaz, so we cook like, I'm not going to say fancy, but like, it's not just like, a two ingredient meal. Like we cook things that are a little bit more elaborate and taste delicious and they all come from Pinterest. And I'm like, if you can use Pinterest, you can cook a meal. You don't need to know quote unquote how to cook. There are recipes all over Pinterest. Oh yeah. That's like basically what I use Pinterest for is for recipes. Um, my mom uses it because she sews. So I feel like Pinterest is really aligned for people who are, who like create things like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like photographers and, um, you know, if you have like an Etsy shop and you sell like t-shirts or you sell, uh, you know, my dad is making these really cute, um, wooden, I don't know how to describe them, but just they're for like, um, like a nativity scene, like these little like yeah. minimalistic things. So he gets the ideas. My mom finds all these ideas that she wants him to create now that he's retired, um, mm-hmm. from Pinterest. And then of course she always sends me, you know, like uplifting verses and whatnot that she finds yeah. on Pinterest, but, um, too, Pinterest was so popular because it was in our DIY era, which was, oh, yeah. yeah. so we were in a recession. We were all about 
giving things new life and making it ourselves because, you know, we didn't have the money for the new stuff. So I don't know if you remember this, Maria, but like here in our town, we were in an era where we painted everything black. It was like, Mm. oh, we want to, we want some, we want a new dresser. We'll just paint ours black, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And it has new life. And so and you put some new hardware on it and you're good to go. Yep. And Pinterest like really catered to that too. Like it was our, it was our DIY era for sure. And, you know, I kind of see that coming back with this recession too. Um, Mm -hmm. People are really going to dive into Pinterest, see what they can make themselves, see what they can do themselves, um, which is fun. And I'm really glad that we have that tool. Um, And Pinterest, you know, like we said, just kind of started out for the crafters and the makers. And now it is so much more than that. Pinterest is a search engine. This is where people come to find things out, to learn things, to figure things out. And it doesn't always have to be physical things that they're making. It can be building a business, growing an audience, building a membership, um, you know, starting a podcast, whatever it is. It is still for a creation type of mindset, but it doesn't just have to be things that you're going to, you know, consume. It can absolutely be for creating a business. I think if I were not really a YouTube girl. So I for sure think that if I were going to start a business with no knowledge, I would go to Pinterest first. Yeah. I would look for all the freebies. It's, it's a Mecca of freebies guys. Um, if your, if your freebie is not on Pinterest currently, that's your assignment today, get your freebie on Pinterest at least once and put it up there again with a new cover photo every day or every week, uh, for the next year and see how your business changes. I think probably so true. So true. Yeah, I think probably like a quarter at least of my email signups come from Pinterest. Well, and like, um, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but there's a, uh, let's see, uh, one of the sites from City Mom Collective, they just post a, re- they posted one recipe, I don't know how many years ago, and it is, oh, yeah. it makes their blog, po- their page views get the highest page views out of every single site that have like way more followers and readers because of that dang post. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's not viral. It's not like it was a flash in the pan and now it's gone. It is like evergreen. So people keep coming back to it over and over and over and over and over again. So I think like that is the beauty of Pinterest. And like you said, if you just put a different cover on every week, um, and you just do one, just do one a week. That could be your goal. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to do this one, this one freebie every single week and put it in and put a different thing on it. Um, I would love, actually, I want to challenge everyone to do that. We are, we're going to do that too, Sam. We're going to do it. And I want to yeah. see, let's put this in our calendar, put a, a date on it a year from now. And let's see if things have changed. Well, they okay. will. We will do, do it. an update a year from now. Yeah. Yeah on how many views these got, on how many clicks they got, all of that stuff. Because we really want you guys to start using this. It's really important to be able to be found in a place where people are actually looking for you. So that's the other thing to take into consideration when it comes to Pinterest is that people are searching. Yes, there's going to be things that come up on their page that are similar to the other things they've searched for. But again, that still counts. Um, because Pinterest has a great algorithm that helps them find things that they're looking for, but they are typing in what they're looking for. And if your people are typing in things that are adjacent to what you're doing, they're going to be able to find you there. And they're only going to be able to find you there if you're there. 
So you've <laughs> got to get there. That's the key. Yeah. Be there. Well, yeah. And also the other thing I love about Pinterest is um, it rem- it'll tell you like, oh, hey, you pinned this. Somebody else pinned your pin, which will be like, oh, I forgot I pinned that pin. Ooh, I, 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 I like that. Or like, I would come back to that. Like it has a good, um, not aggressive way of reminding you of what you like. And then I also love what Sam said. And just to reiterate, like when I'm on Pinterest, I'm there for a reason, right? Like I'm looking for recipes. I'm looking for whatever it is, which is different than when I'm on Instagram. Like when I'm on Instagram, sometimes I just want to like decompress and I just want to watch a funny video or I just, oh, what is my friend up to today? She's surviving the weather. Um, (laughs) I may not necessarily be on there specifically looking for business or, you know, like a product or a service. I can be, I definitely can be, but Pinterest, for sure I am. I am not on Pinterest to like decompress. I'm not anyway. I'm there because I like, I need to find a recipe. I need to find outfits to wear for this, or I need like outfit inspo, or I want, you know, whatever it may be. And so, or like, especially when my kids were little, oh my gosh, it was like activities for my children, activities, like what's what's something I can do with them, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, I just think like, it's so helpful and useful. And like I said before, it hasn't changed. It is so user-friendly and, and people know how to use it. It's not like my mom who's like, okay, now I don't know how to use Instagram anymore because they changed this. Like, how do I get to X, Y, Z, you know, like, um, I just, and, and I think people can find you without even realizing they're finding you, which is kind of great too, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, so yeah, I, I, I do love me some Pinterest. So If you're not consistent on Pinterest, this is your sign. This is your assignment. You're going to get there this year. And we are too. We're going to do it with you guys. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We did say that last year, but we need to for real do that. It's really happening. (laughs) So to recap, the current trends in visibility are number one, to get your butt on some podcasts. Get out in front of an audience that's already captive and trust the host, but is the audience that you want to captivate. Be consistent on Instagram and diversify. You don't have to just do video. You do, you do need to do video. You do need to do reels, but you don't have to just do reels. Mm-hmm. Create the content that your people want to see. The content that is not only going to entertain them, but get them to asking questions and content that's going to answer their questions. And then lastly, get on Pinterest. Be in a space and take up space where it is number one, free, number two, easy, and number three, people can find you. I love it. That's it. it. We're doing it. It's easy peasy, literally a one, two, three step. Um, Podcasting, diversify on Instagram, Pinterest. If you do those three things, your business will literally change this year. All right. Well. We will see you back here next week. We have our LGR uh, student that's coming on and she is an email marketing specialist. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear from Sarah. She's incredible. She's a powerhouse. And that is that is the next thing you really need to add to your list. So if you're not consistent with email, absolutely tune in next week. She's going to teach you how to be. Um, so thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. We will talk to you soon. We can't wait to see you create your Pinterest profiles and start pinning. Remember I said, 
pin your lead magnet once a week with the new cover and pin everything you're putting on, on Instagram. And even if you just start with that, you're golden. Can't wait to see your results. Please keep us posted. And um, we will catch you next week to talk about email. Can't wait. See you later, guys. Talk to you soon.